Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Welcome guys to episode 19 of the Social Fishing Podcast and in this episode we are going to be talking about cod opening. Yes, that's right, it's this weekend and we're going to give you our tips for this weekend and what to do this weekend and also into December. Now, it's my monthly catch up with Talis Cottrell, so Talis and I are going to be sitting down giving you tips for cod opening and the season ahead. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our recent trips and a few more things. So, this episode is going to be perfect if you're ready and getting out for this weekend. We're also going to touch on weather patterns and and things like barometric pressure for this weekend. I've had a look at it and I'm going to give you my prediction on how the fish are going to behave and what styles of fishing you should be doing. I'm heading out this weekend and so is Talos um, and we hopefully can tangle it with some big cod and I hope you can as well and that you pick something up from this episode. So it's going to be very exciting. I haven't talked to Tal for a little bit uh, and, and this episode we're going to cover lots about cod opening. It's so exciting. It's finally come around. Uh, I know a lot of you have just been, you know, chomping at the bit to finally catch a cod. It's been three months. We've left them alone for three months, except for in those waterways where we are allowed to target them year round. And so now it's time to get out there and give them a crack before it gets too hot. But we're going to talk about all that in this episode. Now, before we jump in, like always, I just want to mention, if you haven't already yet, jump on the Social Fishing website and check out the free Freshwater mini-series. It is jam-packed with content. Um, It's got cod, golden perch, and trout. There is plenty of content in the Freshwater mini-series that teaches you how to catch those fish. It's not about catching fish. There are a little bit of catches, hookups in there, but it's more about showing you what to do and how to do it. Uh, The golden perch one is still not available yet. It will be out very soon. We're working on a lot of projects uh, at the same time. We've got one coming out early next year, so keep an eye out for that, but the golden perch part will be out soon if you're still waiting for that. Uh, And if you haven't jumped on and had a look, make sure you jump on and check it out. And also remember, you can send in some listener questions. If you have questions for us, send them through and we will answer them. Talis and I have a couple to answer at the start of this episode. So if you've got any questions for us, you want to ask Talis a question, myself a question, uh, send it through and we will answer them for you. Once again, guys, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the Social Fishing Podcast. I love talking about all things fishing. I love sharing as much as I can, and I love all the feedback that you have been sending through to us. So without further ado, let's jump in and talk about our favorite time of year, cod opening. Welcome back to the episode, guys. I am with Talos, mate. Thank you for joining me. We're going to be talking all about cod opening. For sure, I can't wait. Nah, it's good to be back, and yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so it's been it's been a little bit. I haven't. I don't think we've done a podcast for about six weeks. No, um, yep. How was? Just touch on spring yellows. How'd that go? Nah, it's gone quick. Uh, quicker than I would have thought. Um, it's been a very busy uh, couple of months for myself. Um, fishing hasn't been, you know, haven't been doing as much as I would have liked. Um, I know people have been doing it. Um, and yeah, it hasn't been the spring that we would have hoped for. I know yourself, you got up there a fair bit. I got up there, you know, three or four times, a few half decent sessions, but nothing like I was hoping for. Yeah. All the times I was up there anyway, I've, I've heard of a few, even my old man, he, 
he had a couple of good trips that you know what I was expecting, but uh, yeah, I don't think it was the spring that we we're hoping for. Do you reckon that was weather because he nailed the the exact day where it was really good weather? Mm, I think it's like you know I've had three or four trips. It's, it's just not enough. Was, I'm sure there was days during the week where we were at work and they were firing. Yeah, and it just would have been good to be out there on them certain days and them certain periods where they just would have been on. And and dad dad had two of them sessions. What kind of days are they? The first one was. He caught 17 in a day. 17? Uh, 17. He got 17. He did, yep. 17. Uh, and the weather that weekend was terrible, and I couldn't believe that he nailed him. It was uh, the second second last weekend of October. Uh, and then the next one, oh, he got... No, that was a trip I was with him. Sorry, I was with him for one trip, and we got in my boat three, and he got 10, I think. So that was another pretty good session. That was the best session I had, which still wasn't great. Yeah, right. So, so and the weather pattern, was it really hot days or what's with the terrible weather? You reckon they, they fed well because of the barometer? The, uh, like that, that weekend where the weather was terrible, I can believe it, it was raining. And I think it was just uh, the time, the timing was right. Um, and then the water, because it was so windy, was all stirred up and they just, and then he found that school and they, and they were just feeding for that. Um, for that day right right so there so it went from it was a warm week leading into that though wasn't it was it? yep yeah. you know the weekend i'm thinking about yeah, yeah so you've got really warm weather and then a change in barometer change in weather heaps of wind mm. and they're, they're fire yeah it surprised me I, I was um yeah didn't think i didn't back him in for a good session thought he might have got a couple because the time of year but yeah. no he nailed me and um, they were all big that session too so and since then he's been up there he's definitely been up there more than me uh sort of like every weekend and uh, he's had the last four trips, it's gone 10, nothing. No, sorry, it went nothing, 10, nothing, and then on the weekend he got another 10. Wow. And the, f- the first 10 was, um, that was with me, yep. at that session. Yep. Um, I went with him the one after. We, got, we didn't get a touch. I've got a story about that trip, actually, that I'll share later. Yep. Um, and then on the weekend he got 10. Um, on the same points he's been fishing, but nothing over 50. So so, so, so you went from catching really big fish... You to know, nothing, then to then to getting them again, to nothing. So it's weather-based, eh? And then on the weekend, he, but what surprised me on the weekend is he caught them again on the same spots that we've been getting 50, 50 pluses, no, like no matter what, 55 pluses even, to then didn't even get one over 50. Wow, on the, on the, In crazy. the same spots, so... Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a hard one to figure out. And it, it goes to show that, that fish move around, like well and truly, especially mm, going. So that, I'd say what, what's happened there is just different school, um, yep. just a, a juvenile school that may, may, may not be spawning, and then spawning fish aren't biting because they're in yep. some sort of pattern that um, is causing them not to bite. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a thing that they go through stages where they bite, and then they'll go into spawning mode, and they won't touch a lure. Yeah, And you've got to sort of get either end of that that period yeah i think in in the middle there's a two-week period or oh, this is a theory that you know that they don't bite because they're, while they're spawning. spawning yeah yeah but then yeah. if you you can get them outside of that they should be on yeah and that happens in a lot of waterways too mm. but then other waterways are totally different mm-hmm. like that's right you go to windermere and and you, you will still continue to catch it them. Doesn't it's matter, just yeah. a different place and then other lakes are different too and blaring is obviously tough because it's super clear and you're right they do spawn and become like they're everywhere you see them and they just yes, yeah, yeah. become impossible to catch and i was talking yep. to a bloke i was actually talking to a bloke at blaring uh, i was there doing a bit of research uh last week i think and he was walking back with a fly rod, so I boated over to him because I was just interested to see what he was doing because okay. I yep. spooked a yellow sitting on the edge right. earlier. 
and I and I bowed it. I bowed it over. I said, "What are you guys ta- targeting?" Because initially you'd think carp, but like Blair and carp mm. are hard to catch. Yeah, that's true. And they were chasing carp. Oh, okay. And I yeah. said, "Oh, have you, have you caught any?" And they'd caught five yesterday afternoon, the night, like the oh, afternoon they? before. Yeah, yeah. So they're actually specifically targeting carp. But we've well. tried chasing carp and and we struggle. But I've never chased them over summer. So they would do the same thing. They would go through, you know, exactly. a winter yeah, dormant right. period. Then that big one I caught that year with you was like, it was still cold and mm-hmm. managed to catch mm-hmm. that and you got one that day. Mm-hmm. So there's that period. Then they spawn. I was up there this year when they were spawn and wouldn't look at a fly. Yep. yep. And then obviously once spawns pass, they... Yeah, yeah. spot on there. It's the same. And because yellows and carp aren't aggressive to a nest or anything, there's no territorial exactly. attack. Whereas cod are slightly different mm-hmm. because you... You won't get them sort of feeding, I don't think, but you mm-hmm. will get them sort of, you know, in that aggression response. And I think another thing, not that we take much notice of this at all, um, Dad even mentioned it, male and female, it could have something to do with, you know, are the yellows or whether the yellows we're catching on this day all male because yeah. the females are, you know, or are the, ma- the males too busy chasing the females? They're not biting, but the females are, don't care, so they're biting. So they're the big ones mm, that you're catching. Yes, yeah, so, that, so that's something that could come in come into play too which which gender are they you know because obviously a male and a female is going to be doing different things at different times yeah it's crazy so, isn't it yeah. and it's all about learning and, and we still don't know and then you, you learn in one waterway and there's characteristics to the next mm-hmm. but there's still every waterway is mm. different mm. so a big player there was so it was weather I guess for him I think so yeah it's it's just gone so quick I knew it would it comes it happens every year you know you look forward to swing, spring for so long then it comes and it's gone I remember last time I was sitting here talking yeah to I know it was, it was before November it was. yeah and it's slipped away again but I think there is still some good yellow fishing to be had in yep. the next couple of weeks they will still bite yep um, they still bite hopefully. all through summer yeah that's right they just still spread catching. out a bit yeah that's right they're not, not schooled up like like we like but um yeah, still some good yellow fishing to be had um, as we come into cod season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what we'll do um, is I'll jump into a couple of listener questions that we had come through over the last couple of weeks. Um, first one here is from George Matthews from Forbes, and he's asked, are there any places to target Murray cod in clear water that you can sight cast and see them eat your lure? So personally, I've never, I've tried it. In blaring, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, in a river, no. It's I've seen lots of cod eat malua, but never sight cast. Maybe done it twice to yellers in the river. Mm. S- seen, oh, even once. I've done. It, I definitely have done it once to a yeller. You're talking about Murrumbidgee. Murrumbidgee. This is yep. this is it, like our area where I'm talking about. Um, but never to. I've never no. spotted a cod in the in the Bidgee, No. No. So in terms of based in Forbes, like any, a lot of Murray cod waterways you've got dirty murky water you, there are places where you can sight cast them and that would be new england so mm. a lot of the rivers up around new england region because you've got gorge rock based water like sort of the surroundings the water's clear and you can sight fish them other places anywhere there's rock so even the yas river before it runs into Burrenjuk mm. is quite a rocky waterway you would it may be in cases be able to sight cast them there and also in central new south wales there are some smaller waterways that would have them where you can sight cast mm. them for example even the upper murray it's super clear you still wouldn't be able to sight cast no, them they just like sit, better sit that tight it's structure it's, it's the way they feed too like in, them, in that new england country they might they're feeding on the surface and they're looking around Food for food on the surface and in the open, but in in the upper Murray where it's still just as clear, but they feed differently and they're feeding low in the dark water. Yeah, you know, ambush. But 
Which when, is, when there's rocks, there's nowhere really for them to hide. They, you know, they sort of sit under the rock, but you know, they come out and come back in. And yeah, I so, suppose. so sight casting in terms of Forbes, uh, there's probably no close places around. Um, you need to get basically as a rule of thumb for anyone is New England or upper reaches of river that sit in rocky areas is basically where you get them. Now the next question here is from Bill. Uh, he's asked, and this is relevant to you, Tal. Yep. What are the best lures to use in the Bidgee around Jugyong? So, very specific question then. Uh, Jugyong, at the moment, it's been low for a long time. So, you do, don't want to be using anything deep or heavy. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been out there a couple of times the last couple of months and I usually just start with, yeah, light spin about the three um, eight bounce mud guts with a single blade. You, it's, gonna, it's clear usually, so you don't yep. want to be using anything too dramatic and trying to scare them off just standard small spinnerbait you'll catch pretty much everything out there yeah um just look for the deeper holes when it's so low it's it's um it's hard to find deep water but if you can find deep water when it's low um yeah you're on the money yeah nice mm. cool good stuff so um what are we going to do today is just tell um tales got a few stories to share and before we get into and then we're going to talk about a few tips for cod opening this sunday yep. and then also some tips for the summer ahead so what i want to talk about first is they were working on a new project uh that is coming out in january or february or early next year 2020 we have a new project coming i haven't mentioned it at all anywhere yet um so this is the first time i've mentioned it uh, I'm not going to explain too much about what it is, but just keep an eye out, keep listening to the podcast because we have something very exciting coming that we have been working on. And the reason I want to tell you is I want to apologize for maybe the lack in, in social media content or, or articles or posts because we've been putting all our time into this new project and, and this new thing we're working on, which is going to be incredible. Um, and I'm sure you guys are absolutely going to love it. Um, it is coming out early next year. So just keep an eye out for that. And it's going to really help and change the way we fish. It's really just going to it's yes, going to help you guys catch a lot more fish. It's just and another, it's not, and it's not going to just help, um, you know, people here or where we fish. It's going to help people all, everywhere. All, everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And it's something that you know, if you can get onto, it's going to help you catch way more fish. 100%. Yeah, mm. I'm super pumped. It's been exciting. I've been um, working really, really hard at it. So just keep tuning in to the podcast and listening and following us and you'll find out very soon what we are working on when it gets further to the date. So tell, you when you rocked up the Savi, you said you had a few stories to tell. So uh, I've only got one really. I, uh, well, um, since we last talked, I haven't fished overly, yep. overly much, but um, only them couple of yellow trips I talked about. Um, yeah, since then, I've only been on you know, three or four trips but uh, it was a Sunday afternoon and me, Dad and his mate went up and that's one of the trips where we got nothing. Uh, so we fished all the yellow spots we know of around um, the, the bottom end of Blairing and we sent up the Log Creek, which is a well-known spot um, in Blairing. And Dad and his mate were using their same technique, the yowie technique that they've been using all spring. Um, I was using a lure and still hadn't got a touch. Like we went fishing for three or four hours, just an arvo session. So what time did you get up there? Uh, or was it like two maybe? Oh, it's and, a solid And this was session. sort of we'll coming to Log Creek. Um, five or six. Yeah, or five or six it was, yeah. Um, and at the moment, it's looking real good. There's a lot of timber in the water and it was clear, like one of them still days. And that's probably why we didn't catch catch fish, I think, because it was so clear and still. Um, but yeah, Dad made a long cast up in the Log Creek. Like we're getting up in, you know, quite shallow now, like five metres of water. And yeah, as soon as it landed, he hooked up. And straight away knew it was huge, and his rod just went, rrr, 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 and he said, "Yep, cod." I said, "Oh shit!" 
this, that's definitely called lucky just straight away knew what it was and uh yeah pretty cool we had it on for six minutes no way and um it was how far this up on, in the creek like right up it was sort of quite far up but it was in a good spot actually because if we were further back there was heaps more trees further back yep. where we could have hooked it it was a bit of a patch where there's no trees yep, I know so i sort of was i was happy where, where we hooked it um so what he was using was 10 pound braid 12 pound leader oh yep yep which you know isn't too bad if, if it was in the open i'd be confident as but sort of i knew if you could get near any tree it was no good um sort of long story short yeah i had him on for six minutes i got it all on my phone on video um I'll have to even share it somewhere. I haven't shared yeah. it anywhere yet, but um, it's pretty funny. Oh, if it was for me, I wouldn't be laughing, but because I was him, I'm laughing a bit. But <laughs> he saw that we had, yeah, had on six minutes. We seen him once. I reckon he was yeah, meter five, meter ten. Wow. Um, and on on the yellow gear, on a t um, twenty five without twenty five hundred reel and two to four kilo um, spin stick, and it was yeah, it was doing some bending. But we only seen him once, and um, which was good because good to be seen him because you know it's shit when you lose a fish when you don't know um, when you don't know how big it was so we seen him and then about two minutes later yeah he just kept working his way back out out the creek kept working way back deep staying deep and dad was doing he did only a good job he like he, he fought it well and um he just kept going kept going and he got about 10 minutes or five minutes from this log and then just spotted it you could see when he spotted it and he just went boom bang 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 zzz, right in there boom Snapping. No way. Yeah, so you could later. you knew yeah. it had spotted the tree. Oh, you could tell. Yeah, you even seen the video. He just it's, he's going slow, and then he just he gets about five meters away from him and just goes bang, wow. straight in there, gone. You kidding? <laughs> and, we, and we're so all just cool. like, oh, oh, oh. oh gone. No. <laughs> it's what of made the trip though. Like, like even though we didn't get to get him in the boat, we still seen him. Still yeah. had the good fight. So, so only Gabby did it hit it on the drop, or was it already the on the bottom? Long cast on the bottom, and he just picked it up. And oh, so the, the fish yeah. was on the bottom. Yeah. So he sort of felt something, and he was like, "Oh, yep," and then just you know, yeah. Sometimes the yells hit like that too, but yeah. straight away when he felt the weight, he knew he knew what it was. Yeah, yeah, right. So the fish was sitting on the bottom, so the cod mm. wasn't sitting mid water. It was it was on the bottom, and oh, it's it was just quite shallow. But he was like, he would have been just up there, and he just put put, in, put in the right spot, and he's grabbed an easy feed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, it was good. Six minutes in that spot though. Mm. That's he done well. Yeah, like I was, like I said, if we hooked him in an open bay or anywhere, would have got him. Would have got him sure. You know, we had him quite like we get we seen him like that's still not a bad effort for. If we had him on for you know another ten minutes, we, we would have got him. If there was no trees. So that when you were, when he was fighting them, right? So mm. is he just is he just was he getting them up? Was he coming up or was it is well, he barely budging? He, was, he wasn't budging much. Like it was a couple of times we sort of got him mid water, but by the time we got him out, it was sort of you know six or seven meters, and he was we only seen him once, and we sort of got him up to two meters. So. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's crazy when you think about that. If that was like a big cod gear, you would just jam it. Oh, and yeah. It would be up. one minute straight away. It'd be up yeah. on the surface in the net. Yep. Straight, straight so away. we always think, oh, cod don't fight, but we're using <laughs> yeah. gear that well outweighs yeah, that's right. the fish so that we can land it. That's right. Like you know, we've both caught huge fish and how long they fight for? <laughs> Not long at all. Like, nah. Straight in. Yeah. Which it, 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 they probably fight better in spring and summer, which we know. Mm. You know when we hook our big ones in winter, they. They're pretty lethargic, but yeah, uh, that one definitely had a bit of go about him. Yeah, nice. Mm. That is always exciting. I've had the same similar experience with. I'm going back five or six years now in Bland with Jack. I was yeah, yeah. with Jack Zahalak. Um, he was in the first episode of the podcast, and we were working. I was in Blairing. If you go out from the pines, you head down, like up the dam, and there's a, a bunch of bays on your right hand side. Mm. There's one that goes in 
you got the flat on your left and steep on your right yeah, and you yeah. go in and there's a row of trees and when it's really high there's a big log in the background in the back yep. and i knew it was kind of there because i'd seen it the week prior and he and, and jack was up i think he was having an, he was eating something and i was casting at the carp we're using lipless crankbaits with 10 pound leader yep. and he's just he was casting and he, and he rolled his um lipless crankbait over the log and it just went boom and he's like yep i got one like carp within yeah, yeah. carp and then it just turned around and started like going zzz, zzz, yeah. out of the bay like just slowly i'm like yeah you'll be right you can fight that and then i'm going for a while and just trying to catch a hook of carp myself he's like oh, i think we're gonna have to chase this fish like it's it's yeah, awesome right. go turn around and the row of trees was running straight out <laughs> and the fish was sitting about five meters off but swimming parallel to mm-hmm. them so it was clear of it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yep yep cool and then he, I'm like, can you try and turn it? Like, because it was just a dead yeah, weight just yeah. going. I said, try and turn it. And he put his hand on it and tried to pull him up. And then it was just like, zzz, zzz. Right. He could not turn it. Yeah. And you yeah, knew but, it was in a car. Oh, so you knew it was a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Because it come off that giant log. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was that, there was no tail beat. Right. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, you know one of these. If you hook a car, they, they, they're not happy and they nah, piss off it. real quick. Yep. So this thing didn't really know what was going on. And then when he put a bit of heat on it, it, it started going along the trees, along the trees, along the trees. Same mm-hmm. thing. As soon as it realised the trees were there, mm-hmm. beeline straight yep. through the trees. I know what they're doing. That's right. Especially that fish hooked up Log Creek. Who knows how many times have he been hooked before? Mm. And um, he could have known exactly where that tree was and he's done it. You yeah, know, yeah. Who, who knows? He could have done that five times. Yeah, so, exactly. But it being in that spot, you know, I'm saying that yeah. the fish up, up there are smart, and that's why the yabby. If anything's going to trick up, trick them up there, it is the yabby. Yeah, and because um, it's real, yeah. it smells real. It's like yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. But he knew what he was doing. That's for sure. Chances are he wouldn't eat in a lure, especially no, that right. time of day. No, not up there. They're, they're definitely harder to catch up there. Mm. Yeah, well and truly. Mm. So that's pretty cool. It's always mm. good that coming was, in contact yeah. with big fish like that. So yeah, well, no, it was good. Tips for cod opening. It's this Sunday. Are you, are you heading out this weekend? Uh, Saturday night, maybe. Not 100% sure yet, but... Uh, oh, Saturday night. Well, blaring. Yeah. Blaring. Yeah, blaring's blaring. open anyway. Mm, yeah, so it's, it's opening Sunday. Sunday. Right, so... Sorry. No, I'm not going to Bar and Jack or anything like that, no. But I might be going to blaring, yeah. which doesn't affect it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Still. Uh, no, probably not to Bar and Jack or the river, no. Or the rivers, yeah. No. So if, if you are planning a cod opening trip, because there are only a few lakes that are open, so people who are long distance from these lakes haven't chased cod for a long time. That's right, yep. So it's going to be good, but the only issue is that the weather isn't mm. ideal leading up to it. And I've even had a look at the barometer and things like that. Uh, and, and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look ideal, which isn't great mm. because you want warm weather. That My cod mm. in the tank has been going mental for the last three weeks. Mm. He hasn't moved much all winter, all spring. And it's now just warmed up. We had that 30 degrees and we had 40 yeah. degrees yep. last week. And it, and it doesn't matter what anyone says, the warmer the water, the more active the fish. Yep, it's absolutely. just we love chasing them in winter because there's no food around. Exactly. Yep. Because there's so much food in summer, but the fish are super mm. active. Like yeah, they are. so active. He's eating that much. It's crazy. Yep. Um, so it is good, but he's shut down over the last day yep. or two because of this yep. change in weather. Yep. He, he loves the change in weather, but now that it'll cool yeah. down, a cold snap is no good for cod no, at no, all. No. When it when you get that cold snap, it shuts them right down. So this weekend isn't going to be... So what's... I think I heard uh, Monday it's going to be really cold. 19. Yeah, 19. That's what I heard too. Yeah. Um, the good thing about that is, though, I know it's a shame of people tr- planning a trip for cod opening, but yeah. the weather's going to be bad in the next two weeks after that's going to come good. So there's going to be a good period after cod opening. Where they'll chew. Where they will chew, yeah. Because um, 
you know, weather's always going to come come back good. So, yeah. um, you know, as soon as it, hopefully, it, you know, stays cold for a bit, um, by the weekend after, it shoots back up and it's back up to hot and, you know, there's a good barometer and um, people can get into them the weekend after, yeah, which exactly. is more ideal anyway because obviously open Sunday. So yeah. the weekend after will be where most people will be doing their first session. Because you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. So if you're going to head out, still head out. Like, you still catch fish. Oh, that's right, yeah. But it's going to be tougher. Now, how I check this, and this is what I do before a lot of trips, is I'll check barometer. So barometer, I rely on a lot for impoundments, not so much for rivers. Yeah. Because barometer, how it works is is it, it can affect the fish in a lot of different ways, and we're still not really sure how it does. As a rule of thumb, we know above 1,020 and the fish feed well. Even 1,015 and mm -hmm. above, the fish prefer that kind of a barometer, mm -hmm. and it does affect them in both rivers and in dams. In saying that, I've fished on a range of different barometers because you can get really low barometers in summer like now. Mm. You've still got good water mm. temperature. You'll still have a good mm. session on the river. That's it. It might just not be that extra good like those you know, yeah. those visual takes yep. or they might not be sort of committing. Yep. In the lakes though, what I, do with, what I do with the barometer is it'll move fish. So it'll help me determine whether I want to fish shallow or deep. So the barometer is all about water, the pressure on their air bladder because of the pressure on the water. Yep. So the, the barometer affects the air around us too, but we just don't detect it, whereas the fish do. Yep. So basically, the difference is on a low barometer, you mm. want to fish deeper, mm. as a rule of thumb, mm. and on a high barometer, the fish will move shallower. Mm. The fish will be more active on a high barometer, obviously. They'll mm -hmm. be more lethargic on a low barometer. Mm. So there's just a couple of rules, but we've actually put together, we've actually got a 30-minute plus in-depth tutorial on barometric pressure, how to read it properly, how to plan your fishing trips around the barometer, <laughs> yep. and how to fish in both dams and where the fish move to. I've just given you a real brief understanding of it. Mm -hmm. We've actually got a uh, mm. tutorial on the website, so you go check it out. It's a part of the Complete Guide Platinum Pack. comes with the whole Complete Guide series. Just go have a look at that, but if you want to learn more. But basically, this Sunday, the, I've, I've checked it, and, and the barometer is good at the minute today. Mm -hmm. um, so we're recording this podcast on Tuesday. Yep. After today, it starts to crash. It okay. starts to go yep. right okay. down to Saturday's barometer is like a 1,000. Right, okay. Which is low. Not ideal, yep. Nah. And then it starts to move off the coast, mm -hmm. east coast, yep. and it probably starts to climb a little bit, but it's not ideal. Okay, yep. So if you go out and if you've been planning to do a fishing trip to a spot over the three months, you found a new spot, a new lure, mm -hmm. if you don't find success this weekend, don't think yep. the spot's no exactly. good. That's right, yep, because it's not going to be perfect weather. So um, like I said, that weekend after could be could be the one to, yep. to get out and... Um, you know, try any spots, try any lures, because yeah. it could be a lot better. Yeah, so the lead up as that mm. warmer weather comes in. So yeah. is I know we can't always plan around weather either, so yeah. you still go give it a crack. Yeah, hey? that's exactly right, yeah. There's so many times, especially in, you, you can't pick cod. They um, It's happened all the time, you just got to get out there. You've got way more chance of being on the water, fishing for on than you do sitting at home, so get out there and, and try, yeah. try your luck, because you know, that there's been so many times where I've thought of not going because of the weather, go out and have and you get them so yeah yeah especially if it's like the session might not be great but it only takes yeah. one cod that's especially it, that's right. big yep that's right to make your session so if you're going out say you go out saturday night i'm going out friday night to blaring yep what, what's your plan of attack uh for cod opening uh just look start and look deeper um, so that's what you'll be doing yeah definitely um if i when i'm fishing with cod um last cod opening i went to the river had a good session uh got about 10 between me and Flano, which I'd love to do again. Um, and that 
yeah, that, that was a good session. But uh, in empowerments, just looking, it's just because I've been recording empowerments for a while, like a couple of months now, so it's definitely changing. I'll start to look at the steep rocky banks, fishing deep, fishing the bottom, you know, and start using, yeah, them sort of techniques because they're going to be sitting a lot shallower when they were two months ago when I was fishing them. They're going to be fishing a lot deeper, you mean? They're going to be sitting a lot deeper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll be deeper now mm-hmm. than they were mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. And that's, and why is that? That's all around water temperature? It is, yeah. I'm not sure what's sitting at the moment. Do you know what blaring or water temperature? Yeah. No, but it's warm. Like I was there yeah. three weeks ago and it was already 22. Yeah, that's it. So it's be yeah over that now. So yeah, um, they're going to be pushing. You know, sitting in 15 meters now. You know, working that seven to 12 meter water column. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they they will sit there. And why the rocky banks? Is it because now all the fish are active? So you've got a good yeah, chance of getting you do. Yeah. all, all, all sorts of different sizes. Yep, rocky banks with snags. The fish are going to be holding on snags um, longer. You know, into the night they won't be sort of pushing out in the shallows or pushing it elsewhere. They'll be sort of sitting on their logs um, a lot more than when they were what they were two or three months ago. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple, of, and and it does change because I've had a couple of sessions where still it's important to either fish the structure mm. or to try and find the bait. Like if you've got a couple of hours up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. That's right try and find schools of bait because it was a couple of years ago in Blaring we that. were getting some big fish on the flat banks yeah. close to structure yeah. though but still on crazy. the flat banks because they were feeding on carp but yeah. you would go up you would head to the spot one night they'd be loaded in carp or redfin or whatever it yeah. was cod everywhere yep. next night like the mm. very next night mm. empty mm. totally empty yep. so what we do is we try and find the bait if we yep. can't find it's it important. rocky yep. banks yep. That's right, because there's going to be a lot of bait around now. Um, the red fin will start to, or hopefully, start to boom back up again a yep. bit in, in, all, in all the lakes. And that's the cod, as soon as they're back, the cod will be on them hard. So, you know, bait is important. And there's more of it around now, so it's easier to find, not like winter. You, know, you search yeah. hours trying to find a school where now, you know, it's sort of every bank, there's going to be a school of bait. If you can find it, the fish could be there. It might not be straight away, but in, in the night, you know, early in the morning, or it could be a period where yeah, you could get them. So, what would be your what, what's your going to, what's going to be your go-to lure for uh, opening just in the a, a plastic, I think. Plastic. Know, sort of thin plastic is going to get down there quick. Yeah. But you can just work the bottom well. Yeah. Um. You know, your mumble is still still going good. Nothing really doesn't lures don't change too much from spring. Yeah. It's sort of the same same technique where you're doing. It's just yeah, push that a little bit deeper and yeah, work work the steeper banks a little bit steeper, a little bit rockier. Yeah. So they're going to be, yeah, but they're everywhere. They're active everywhere. So um, it's not really going to matter where you fish, but yeah, just that, that lock fish a lot deeper in, in summer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. that that's for that's for empowerment fishing. Now, obviously, with cod opening the rivers, I I reckon, is what I've been talking about, is early early summer is best when targeting cod. If you want, like now it's cod opening. Mm-hmm. If you're going to fish your rivers, yes. you want to get them oh, early. Yeah, definitely. Because it'll get too hot. It will. Yeah, it does. And Especially around here, the river I fish, I fish, it's been low for two or three months and mm. it is getting hot already. Is it? Yeah, I was there like last week and felt it and yeah. It's just bath water. Mm. I, I need to check it on my phone actually. I've got an app where I can check it. Um, the te- I haven't checked it for, for ages, but it's um, especially lower where it's been like goes and flows right down and heats up the whole way it's very hot down the bottom yeah it's not good at all no. uh, where it comes back in so if we're so now this time of year where i fish i'll be heading to the 
top ends of the river where the water's flowing in. Where it's cooler. Where it's a lot cooler, yeah. You'd be surprised how much 20Ks or 30Ks a river can make a difference to the water yeah, temperature. Yeah, right, okay. You know, with all the hot creeks that running in, it just, by the time it gets down to the bottom, to the junction, it's very hot. Yeah, right. And then, and then a lot of the rivers, if you're on any river in mm. New South Wales, Victoria, that'd be a very similar situation. It, like if it is, yeah. A lot of the rivers are empty, actually, which is really yeah. sad. So some rivers, like like the Lachlan and, and the Darling, like you can't really go up any further. But no. on ones that have a bit of irrigation, flow like let's say the Goulburn mm. River in Victoria yep. um, you've got things like the Ovens River there as well mm. um, some of those smaller rivers we've got the Bidgee yep. where we are the yep. Murray same thing just yep. try and move up below those yep. weirs and locks yep. and yep. dams yep. yeah it's, it's sad to say because I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen you know if that if that if the water level stays the same for the whole summer that water is going to get very hot and yeah I don't know if the fish push up or what but yeah, that'll be hard to catch in that hot water. You know, we've had sessions when we've, we've tried in the middle of summer and it's they just shut shocking. down, especially the cod. They yeah. just horrible. Will, not, will not bite. But this this could be worse than any other year because it's never been this low for so long. And if it stays low the whole summer, especially when they're predicting a hot summer, mm, a bit nervous, to be honest. Yeah, in regards to, like, not how well it fishes, in regards to the fish. Yeah, yeah. the fish, yeah. Okay, it can't be good for them no. at all. No, I, I'm not sure if they're... They'll die or what, but yeah, I just can't see it be healthy for, healthy for the river. No, not at all. Well, yeah, and and it's and it's sad because yeah, that river's in a better condition than a lot of rivers. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's what we're seeing, but I'm sure a lot of other people are seeing a lot worse. Than a lot worse. What, what we say, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, and that's the thing when you're targeting natives, um, you want to make sure you avoid the hot hot waters so there'll be a point where they become really active so the fish love summer they become active there's heaps of food they feed really well mm. but there's a point and I, sometimes it's only a degree or two yeah. where they tip yeah. and they're totally shut down yeah, that's it happens in dams too you know, skiing season starts to kick in you know what a lot of dams over New South Wales are like once it hits gen, um, December the 20th the water's just filthy the yeah. water's like a bath it's just it's not good fishing conditions I don't really fish over Christmas period. No, it's just too many people. And too many people. The water, the water, everything's just so hot and it's just it's not. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. So that's why the first half of December is key. Yeah. So first definitely. three weekends or two even. Yeah. This weekend, next weekend, the weekend after. That's when you want to be out. Yeah. Especially trying to find so say areas that maybe smaller creeks because those smaller mm. creeks will get mm. too hot mm. soon. Mm. But I've I've fished quite a few and we do it early December and yeah. that's when you get your good success. Yeah. Like we surface fish creeks yeah. at night. That's when that because even in the day, even now in the day, regarding uh, maybe this year, maybe not because that cold snap, like yep. you'll still get them through the day. But once it heats up those first couple of weeks, you yeah. won't get them in the middle of the day. Like we plan our trips yeah. around the afternoon and the morning. Yeah, that's it. 100%. Yeah. You've got those low light periods and yeah. surface fishing in the dark, especially yeah. small creeks. Yeah. Night is definitely key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then as it warms up, then it gets tougher, especially with a lot of the summer traffic. So mm-hmm. if you are going to fish for cod over the summer, you want to find places that either have a cooler water flow, mm-hmm. like places like the Upper Murray River where it's quite cool coming out. But then again, it gets really hot before it enters Lake Hume. Mm-hmm. So there's that right. period where you want to fish the upper section, not the lower section. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So fishing below tail races, um, obviously in dams at night still goes well, but then you've got a lot of that traffic. Yep. Finding so other places. Even, even um, where waking up at sort of, um, you know, not doing sort of the Arvo session in the night, maybe waking up at 2 or 3 a.m., and just doing that, that sometimes that's when you'll get the hits in summer, when it's the water's at its cold, or the temperature that's coldest, coolest, yeah. that hasn't seen traffic for you know ten hours or whatever, and 
I know it's tough to hunt the fish, you know, two or three in the morning, but sometimes that's when you could get them. Yeah. In summer. Yeah, hundred percent. You hear a lot of stories of people trolling all trolling all night, and they get their, you know, they get their meter at two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So. So that's that's the game same for small creeks. Like if the best option yeah. is to just do a five hour session in the morning. Yes. As soon as the sun hits yes. the water, seven thirty, you yep. pretty well pack it yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, you're always going to get your fish no matter what time it is, but. Um, sort of the later the better in summer I think mm. well something we do um, a lot once you get to that Christmas period is we start to chase trout in tail race rivers and yeah. and things like that because yeah, that's, that's the best time to fish for them is, yeah. so you, you change your tack um, where, where and when you fish to the, the conditions because um, cause through summer a lot of a lot of waterways shut down or just aren't, aren't worth your time yeah so if you've got good warm weather low 30s it'll fish well yep. as soon as you crack that high 30s 40 degrees yeah. consistently you, yeah, you will cons- struggle especially when it's consistent if you get a couple, couple of weeks like that you know, a lot of places go downhill but yeah. a lot of places pick up so you know it's not, not, not there's still a lot of good fishing to add when it's when it's hot yeah I think. definitely yeah. and what i recommend is fishing up to that 22 23 24 in a, in a dam it can get up to 24 degrees surface temperature because yeah. down lower it's cooler as yeah. soon as the dam starts to show above that then yeah. they'll struggle like blaring last year i seen it at 30. yeah right and in, that's in the back of a bay but 30 just you would never would not even waste your time nah. that's just oh, that's Put in hand, that's you know. crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hot. 30. Yeah. 30 at surface temp, but it was hot. Yeah, yeah wow. And that's where you got to end up fishing deeper because they're oh, still in there. Yeah. You just need to fish a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but rivers, if you get above 23 degree in a river, mm-hmm. in a small river, that you're pretty well, they're going to struggle over that. Optimum's like that 20, right. 21, 22 summer temp. It is, yeah. Summer so temp. We're, we've had that session at, at my way. What, what was it, 26, 27? And um, they were just shut shut down completely. Like the west is way too hot. Yeah. And it will get to that in a lot of rivers this summer. This summer there'll be, you know, over fifty percent of rivers will get to that, and they will be terrible. Yeah. Um, because of how hot, hot it is. But you've got to change change tactics, change the locations, and you've just got to try and work it out because there's going to be fish biting somewhere. So as a summary. Mm-hmm. Impoundments, rivers, creeks, fish them all now. Mm-hmm. Cot opening, get yep. out and give it a crack. The fish will be slightly slowed down because of the barometer. Yep. So retrieve your lures slowly. Don't make it too quick. Yep. Surface fishing probably won't happen. Cot opening, yep. like they won't be, mm-hmm. like use your standard mm-hmm. hard bodies mm-hmm. in a river, roll them really yep. slow. Yep. Cast your spinnerbaits tight to the structure. Yep. Maybe run stinger hooks on your spinnerbaits because yep. you know the fish will be tapping. Yep. In the impoundments, same deal. Mm-hmm. Soft plastics, natural presentations, yep. down deep where the fish are, roll them really slowly just off the bottom. Yep. That's key. As it warms up, change it up. You can use lures that make a lot more noise, yep. surface lures as it warms up. Yep. Surface fishing in those low light periods in the creeks and then you'll notice because it will start to get too hot and obviously a lot of us don't fish either anyway in that super hot because nah. it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So as soon as it becomes uncomfortable for you, it's yep. uncomfortable for the fish. Yep. So Another thing you've got to remember is too, a lot of fish haven't seen a lure for three months. So that's a big factor too, you know. You know don't be afraid to sort of Go go to the spots that everyone fishes because no one's fishing for three months. So you know, it's it's even though this weekend's bad, if you're the first one to this for this fish to see a lure in so long, exactly. it, it, it could be, it could be um, no matter what the weather, it could you, know, you could trick them. Yeah, exactly. So just mm-hmm. use those slower presentations, and yep. you've got a good chance of getting fish. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. That's so, always the cod opening's always good just because I think they haven't seen lures for so long. Yeah, obviously blaring that's different now, but um, there's a lot of lakes that you know. Um, like my whale. Will fish, will fish really, yeah, my whale will fish, fish really good. Yep, it will. 
Exactly. Moala for the next two weeks would be really, yeah. really well worth a visit. Wyangler. Good to see how Wyangler fishes too. Cause yep. It was fishing good when cotton season finished, so I'm sure it'll pick straight back up. Yep, exactly. Oh, also, you guys get out there and give it a crack. Um, love to hear if you do, if you listen to this podcast yeah. and you do happen to get onto a fish, I'd yep. love to hear what technique you caught it on. Yep. Send us a message, let us know. And we'll, we'll share it here. We'll, we'll let people know what they've, what they've done over cod opening and... Um, yeah, talk about it. if they want to share a story or whatever. Happy to talk about it. Yeah, exactly, definitely. definitely. And we're going to have a few more stories too. So we're heading up, That's both it. heading up for a session, blaring yep. just before cut opening. But you know, we'll share exactly what uh, comes out of that. At same going, we're going to fish plastics deep. We're going to fish them from mm-hmm. seven to about ten or eleven meters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and find fish on the sounder that are sitting mm-hmm. in that depth, yep. um, off and close to rocky edges. So areas where you've got nice rocky edges um, going down. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be looking for those kind yep. of spots, especially on a low low pressure because they're not going to be feeding out on bait. That's so right. Yep. That's no, it. Perfect. That's my plan. So yep. anyway, we'll good. see. We'll see who catches the bigger fish. Until <laughs> next time. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's um, <clears throat> thanks for joining me, Tal. Not no worries at all. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and we will be back in the new year with yeah. some more topics, maybe more detailed topics. We'll talk more yep. in depth about techniques or maybe how we set up our boat or our electronics or just let us know if, if you've got an idea for us too. Um, we'll talk about it straight away if it's, you know, it's a good topic to talk about. And um, you guys all want to know about it, so um, hit us up and. We'll talk about it. Exactly, exactly. And I've got some few, a few guest speakers coming up in the next few weeks. A really exciting one next week. So make sure you join in. But thanks, Tal. No, Appreciate it, mate. No, Good you. luck, everyone, with Cotto opening. There you have it, guys. There is the episode on Cod opening, and we shared plenty of tips. And I hope you learned at least just one thing from listening to this episode uh, that you can take with you this weekend and help you catch a fish. Just remember, with the barometric pressure being low, the fish will be lethargic, but it doesn't mean it's not worth fishing. Like Tala said, these fish haven't seen lures for three months, so it's still important. Um, well, not important, but it's still a great time of year to be out there casting. But just make sure you use those techniques that you're using things that get right in the fish's face that's natural and that are slower presentations as i said i'm going to be starting with a big soft plastic this weekend uh, in the impoundments but if it was in a river a spinnerbait or a hard body will work great um, now like tal said send through your stories if you have any stories from this weekend, if you used any of these tips, if you catch a big fish and you're a listener to the podcast, send it through to us. Send it through on Facebook or through email. We would love to see the catch and, and explain what you did and, and we'll give you a shout out in these episodes. We'll we'll shout, shout out uh, where you're from, what you've caught and how you did it, um, which would be awesome. We just love to hear your stories, so make sure you send them through. As always, if you do enjoy these episodes, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send through your comments reviews and just let us know whether you enjoy it or not or what you want to hear more of. We love hearing uh, lots of stuff from you guys. I want to hear the reviews so that we can make the podcast better. Thanks guys for joining us uh, and in the meantime, get out there and have a great cod opening uh, and I will be talking to you very, very soon but I hope you catch a great fish this weekend.